Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. It's opening day. That's what that means. Oh, my God. That's opening day music as I interpret it from hum. Fred, that is really bad opening day music. But just do whatever's in your heart. I trust you. The uh, Here Comes the King by the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, is that what that the, is? You know the organ? The organ to me is Major League Baseball. For sure. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm Fred Slow alongside me. Um, well, the leadoff hitter for this one, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Good. Yeah. After morning? When is it? It's, uh, okay, so fourth wall stuff. Inside baseball for the program. So this is our Major League uh, Baseball, the season is kicking off, opening day special, and you're like, well, what's special? What's special about it? Well, we're recording it early because we're watching baseball all day long. So we're go- so if you are currently listening to us, it's five, it's 4 p.m. Correct. on Thursday, and we are watching baseball, and we've been watching baseball for six hours prior to this, and we are not um, in a state of mind due to manipulation that would allow us to do talk sports talk radio as we are cutting this show yeah we are stone cold sober 100 in the morning these are sober predictions cups of coffee in front of us yeah i went with a uh i went with a red diamond sweet tea i don't know if you're familiar with the red diamond uh, established in 1906 but it is not even close it's the best bottled tea option uh period but as you are listening to this at 4 p.m on opening day let me tell you, yeah. the boys are a few in yeah. already. Well, and what I'm doing is I'm drinking with the king. Yeah, baby. So that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, drinking with the king is a regional reference to St. Louis, Missouri, because Bud Weiser, not Bud Light, has a crown on it. That is correct. So you call it the king. I am familiar. So you're drinking with the king. And you know me. I'm usually a pinkies out, local-only craft beer guy. Stu- I mean, lo- Bud Light St. Louis. But there's two local. times... When I drink dirtbag beer, okay, that's, that's yard called. work and baseball, baby. Right, you can, I mean, I'm just saying, if you're from a region, you can take pride in its regional success, which is Bud Light and the Anheuser-Busch Company, uh, as I am from that community. So there you go. We're going to do them all. So we got six, so what do we got? Seven segments? Segment seven. So we're going to do the four o'clock hour, and then we lead up to Isotopes Baseball at 545 today. And then what that is, is no crosstalk. So no crosstalk. Josh Shushan's out today. We warned him ahead of time. He was, I would identify as heartbroken. I would identify as sad, um, lost. He acted like he was okay, but you could hear it in his voice. The word is actually ambivalent, I think is what I meant. He didn't oh, care. Yeah, he well, was. Yeah, yeah okay, it didn't, yeah. wasn't. But we're doing it. So we're going to do uh, NL East Central West, and then we're going to do AL East Central West, and then we're going to do playoff predictions and end of the year predictions. Cool? Yeah. Cool. In at least. Uh, well, the Mets are going to spend all the money. The Mets are going to finish 500. What do you got? Uh, I'm pretty close to the same. I do have the Mets. This is a tricky one because I think the NL Central is going to have such a down year. East. Gonna, yeah, I know. NL oh. Central is going to have such a down year. Only the division winners going into the playoffs. All right, that's wrong. So I think there's a chance that two wildcard teams from the East can get in. And I have those as the Mets. And Phillies. But I got the Braves taking the division. Super easy. The Braves are loaded. The Braves have 
the financial space to make a couple moves at the trade deadline, and they're getting a healthy Ron Acuna Jr. back. And Matt Olson is going to absolutely crush in that stadium and crush in that lineup. He's got a chance, I think, to solidify himself with that lineup and playing in the East. And you're like, what does the East have to do with it? Well, you get games against the Nationals, and they can't really do it anymore. You get games against the Marlins, and I don't think they're going to. If the Nationals don't finish last, the Marlins will finish last in the division. And then the Mets, I think, are going to be 500, which means you're going to get to better them half the time. And I think that's going to put Olsen as a hard number four in first baseman. I think it's going to go... Overall in Major League Baseball, Vlad Guerrero, number one. And then I think probably Freddie Freeman, number two. Paul Goldschmidt, number three. And then Olsen right there, number four. I think that's like the order of proficiency from that position in Major League Baseball because of this lineup. That's that's not a bad ranking. And I'd like to see what Olsen can do this year in a better lineup, in a better stadium, playing against less competition in the East, which is going to be a gauntlet. Even I think the Marlins are going to finish in last place, and they're still going to be 500 or close to 500. So I disagree completely. Their young pitching is so good. I think the Nationals are going to finish in last place. I think the Marlins will finish ahead of them, and the Nas- the Nationals to me are like a 70-75 to 75 win team, and the Marlins are like a 75-80 to 80 win team. Yeah, I think everyone except for Atlanta is going to be around 500. I think the Phillies are going to win the division. That is that's bold. Yeah, well, I think I think Kyle Schwarber, I think Nick Castellanos, I think there's Bryce Harper. Obviously, is is part of that conversation. Is he should be the part of every conversation in baseball, but is left out because he started too young and everyone's jealous of him. Like, and it's not for anything. I'm, no one is like, hey, he plays bad. No one is like, hey, he doesn't get the game. People just don't like Bryce Harper because they don't like people who are successful at a young age. Wonderkins are hated throughout this culture, specifically of baseball. Um, but I'm telling you, I think, I think you're going to give me the Phillies at like 91, 92 wins. And then you're going to give me the Braves at like 87, 88, 89. Like, I think it's going to be tight, but that's give me the top like that. Yeah. That's the same thing I think, but just flip it. I got Atlanta winning and Philadelphia taking the wild card. If, if Philadelphia, if their pitching staff behind Zach Wheeler can stay healthy and pick up somebody at the wild card they could make a lot of noise in the playoffs with that offense. And back to like your Bryce Harper point. Yeah. He used to be the most overrated player in baseball, right? And now he's the most underrated player in baseball because people hated on him for years, and the Bryce Harper hate train has finally left the station. So now people respect him for what he is, a really great baseball player. The Phillies lineup is very good. Yeah, it, top to bottom, they're good. I, it's a, it's uh, in my opinion, it's a top ten, and it's probably a top five lineup in Major League Baseball. The Schwarber, Castellanos, Harper, Real Mutu. I don't know a ton about the Hoskins kid, but everyone raves about him. Uh, Segura, low, low average, high power guy. Yeah, Gregorius, Baum, Herrera. The tip, underrated middle infield mm-hmm. with Gregorius and Segura. I'm I'm in on him. I just I. I think they, to me, the Phillies seem like a team. And by the way, you know how much I subscribe to big city teams. Philadelphia is a big ass city. Sure. And I think, and no offense to Atlanta, like Atlanta, hey, world champions. And, but they don't, and I talk about this all the time when I talk about the Braves, they don't have a culture of, of last year aside, they don't have a culture of winning regularly. They're young. This team is, but I'm, the organization's not. The organization to me is like fledgling over many years. They're the Bill Self of Major League Baseball. Besides the, underperforming 90s Braves besides that run? Is that what you're saying? Well, besides that run, Hank Aaron and Greg Maddox, they've kind of been losers. 
and even that '90s team. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go to literal. I'll go to about about them being losers in themselves. Like the the '90s Braves did less with more than I think I can recall in baseball. Uh, they were Kansas until this year. Yeah, that's how I feel. Kansas basketball. Well, and then they spent the. I mean, two thousand. Is that when they really died off? Two thousand. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't, I don't understand what Ken Griffey Jr. signing with the Reds has to do with the demise of the Braves. But like, they'd done nothing until last year, and I think that's just why I don't trust it. By the way, this is not going to because Olson, I think, can fill the lineup role and the fielding role that Freddie Freeman have. But emotionally, that messes you up. Like your best. I was in St. Louis when Albert Pujols left. I mean, it messes you up. Olsen's a lot better than Matt Adams was, but it messes you up. Like it, sure. Yeah, it's going to get you with the team. So give me, yeah, give me the Phillies at top. Give me the Braves number two. Somewhere in the middle is going to be the the Mets at five hundred, and then Marlins Nationals. Yeah, I think the Marlins just don't have enough offense to hang. Their pitching is going to be great. They're going to be in a lot of close games, which they probably lose because they don't have enough offense. But loyal listener, friend of the show, Bracano, New Mexican. Support your dude, Trevor Rogers. Oh yeah, Carlsbad, 100%. New Mexico's own. Hundred percent. This this kid is must see TV. He is an absolute ace on the rise. If you see this kid as the starting pitcher, watch him pitch. He is phenomenal. Should have been rookie of the year. Had had some stuff going on in his personal, which kept him out of the lineup or whatever. I think you're exactly correct. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he he's a world of talent. Uh, the Mets are done because of Degrom. That sucks for them. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, they still got a really strong roster besides Degrom, but if you got Degrom and Scherzer as your one-two, that is scary. They would have loved to keep uh, the Stroman cat. Well, they got Chris Bassett. I think Chris Bassett is the exact same pitcher as Stroman. I don't know enough to argue that, but yeah. I will. Yeah, I will. Right now, one more pitcher would be the world of difference for the Mets. Starling yeah. Starling Marte can go, but. I yeah, mean, he's good. Not he's a pitcher, but Marte, he's a baseball player. Yeah. Like he does everything. Like he contributes every facet of the game and every team needs a guy like that. Derek Jr. leaving the Marlins, big deal or no? No. 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 I mean it just shows the direction of the franchise. He's he said if they're not, not all in. If you're not competitive enough to keep Jeter, I mean that shows what your organization is all about. That is kind of dumb. Because there's a couple names you don't cut loose in baseball. Yeah. Derek Jeter is that name. Mr. November? Yeah. The like, captain? Like, number oh, two? You're associated with us? Cool. The best hitter in baseball is Juan Soto, true or false? He could be a triple crown winner. And it, it's and it's a shame that they unloaded a lot of talent. I mean, why why in your right mind would you get rid of Trey Turner? I Go fish. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. If you want to compete, you hang on to that guy. Well, and when he leaves, he goes to what is what I will tell you is the best lineup in baseball. It Dodgers have a chance to break all the records. Seattle's wins record this year. Yeah, well, and even if they don't break the wins record, because I don't necessarily trust, like, and we'll talk about this when we talk with the NL West, I don't necessarily trust their bullpen. I don't necessarily trust the back end. They're going to break offensive records. That's That's for certain. Like, home runs and RBIs and possibly hits, like... That team will do it. So you have Phillies winning the division. Yeah. Braves winning the wild card. That and is I how got I feel. Braves winning the division. Phillies winning the wild card. There you go. Okay. NL East in the books. When we get back, 
Uh, we will definitely attack the NL Central. Uh, but, uh, spoiler here, I, I went with my hometown team. So just Duh. yeah, get ready on that one. Thank you so very much to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy for supporting us in the studio. We haven't had John on enough, and I'll tell you why, because John's selling houses. He's like, busy. Yeah, if, if you're like, how many new houses are on the market every day? Well, the answer is uh, the number that John doesn't sell that same day. That's the answer. So anyways, reach out to us. Reach out to at ABQ If you're interested in con- connecting with John Lopez, and we will make that happen for you. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Hey, welcome back to the program. NL Central van. So we just wrapped up the East. I had the Phillies on top. You had the Braves on top. And we're obviously going to talk uh, all things wild card and otherwise. But on to the Central. We're pre-recording. This is in the can. We're watching baseball live right now. We cannot bring in Mike Vitale to vouch for his Brewers. And I'm sorry, Mike Vital. you should have a say in this because your Brewers are going to do very well. They have a chance to be at the top. I'm going to tell you they're going to be number two, but they have a chance to be number one. What do you got the Central looking like? Well, I got Vital's Brewers winning the division. Okay, foolish. And, okay, just wait for it because mm-hmm. it's not that bad for you because I got your St. Louis Cardinals winning the wild card. Well, I mean, if they have to play in the wild card game against a wild card because they won the division, yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> like, the strength and rotation, uh, obviously, hometown hero comes home. You got the very poetic going away of Wainwright and Molina and Pujols. And I think a lot of listener to this program, a lot of friend of the show is like, I don't get it. Well, I know you don't get it. I know you don't get it because you're an L.A. Dodgers guy. I know you don't get it because you're a Colorado Rockies guy. I know you get don't get it because you're not a – Arizona Diamondbacks guy because no one is but it is the way that baseball should happen it's the way it should be done this is very s to Posada and Williams and and Jeter and that going away kind of legacy that's what this was for the Cardinals Um, and similar to the Braves in the 90s I mean these boys won World Series together they they had that run now if you ask me like enough World Series no but they ran into two that. Two isn't enough. Not enough. Should uh-huh. have four. And then, and then the problem of not having four is. I mean, that's one more than the '90s Braves. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, it's you wouldn't put this last 15-year run of the St. Louis Cardinals in any. Well, I guess it's even longer than that. 20 years. Because really, this thing pools came up in. Oh, oh yeah, oh one. Molina came up in oh four, and Wainwright came up in oh six. So that. That run of and Pulis left for a couple of years, so yeah, let's say seventeen years. That's it's just not enough championships. Like and and the Red Sox, both those years, they were teams of destiny. Like the the coming back in '03 uh, to do that thing against the Yankees to get uh, to get onto another opportunity. Like oh shoot, here's their momentum. Here they come, and they couldn't be stopped. But I got the Cardinals at the top. I think all these teams are going to beat each other up. I think the Pirates are out of the mix. Pirates are a sixty win team. So, <clears throat> Brewers and Cardinals might both be high 90 or 100 win teams. So, I think they're both low 90. Just because the Reds and Pirates, and to a certain extent the Cubs, are so bad. The NL Central might have the two worst teams in baseball in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. They just, they both those teams just punted everybody. The top of the Central is so but intimidating, it makes sense. In between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder Brian Reynolds might be the only player that can play on another team. 
That's how bad they are. That's not that's not very good for your team. No. Two team race in the central for sure. Uh, the Brewers, you would think nationally would have the edge with they got Cy Young candidates. I mean, Burns and Woodruff are they're Cy Young candidates. Ex- ex- except for Scherzer and DeGrom, I think Burns and Woodruff are the best one two in baseball. Freddie Peralta can really play. Whenever we talk about end-of-the-year awards, I'm going to talk about that Aaron Ashby. Yeah, that'll probably be your rookie of the year. Yep. Um, strong, strong bullpen. I'm going to tell you, though, it's it's going to come down to health, which is like a really sure. crappy factor to rank it on. But I, I'm i going to put them both in the low 90s. It's a slugfest. I'm going to take the Cardinals on top because I'm a homer. But I, I could see it one, two, the other way. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the way I see it. Brewers have the best – in my opinion, the best pitching staff, top to bottom, starters, middle relievers, and especially back into the bullpen. They might have the best back into the bullpen in baseball. I definitely think if you don't count a unhealthy DeGrom, they got the best one-two in baseball, and they got enough offensive firepower to win a bunch of games. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. And I think that's the big difference between them and the Cardinals because I think the Cardinals have a very good bullpen. Uh, uh, I don't even know what a, a creative word is. Uh, electrifying. They have they have a bullpen to me that is going to come in and do the job. They have elite defense and they have a middle of the road lineup, and that to me is like the one. Like I'm scared. Well, I think a, a big tipping point for the Cardinals is your young players. Uh, Edmund O'Neill. Like, yeah. How how are they going to perform? Are they going to take the next step? So they played. They've played enough every day for the last two years. To where if you were to talk to either of those guys, they wouldn't tell you they're young players anymore. Sure. Yeah, they tell you they're seasoned. Um, and who I forget his name right now. Sosa, the shortstop yeah, that's going to take over for Degrom. Very good. I mean, not Degrom, DeYoung. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is a all around better player than DeYoung, and will take his spot after a few weeks of the season. Well, and the thing about Paul DeYoung is he's been an all star. You know, so it's like you get like. If you are going to have an upgrade at that position, you haven't upgraded a former all-star. And, I mean, that's pretty freaking good. As go, the Cardinals go Jack Flyer. I, I don't know, dog. Um, new, new manager, Marmel. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of what's. There's a lot of what's. The pool, host, the pool holes history, the Molina story, the Wainwright conclusion, it's too, to me, story-esque to not give them the that bold prediction. I, I would like to see all three of them retire together, but I think Wainwright is going to try to stretch out another year or two and try to build a Hall of Fame career. Because I think if, if Wainwright retires this year with Pujols and Molina, yeah. he doesn't have enough to get into the Hall. Oh, I don't know. He's got two World Series, closed one out, started one. He's been in the mix a lot. Does he make it as an all star? Does he or does he make it a Hall of Famer? Does he make it a Hall of Very Good? His he's Hall of Very Good for sure. First ballot Hall of Very Good, but he hasn't doesn't have a Hall of Fame career. Too many seasons missed to injury. His career war is like forty four, forty four and a half. He's never been the best guy in the league either. Right. He he might be the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah. But if he can stretch out and have another year like he did last year, do that this year, do that another year, finish his career strong, I think he could sneak in. But Molina and Pujols, Pujols might be on Rushmore of baseball, and Molina is a no-doubt first-ballot Hall of Famer. I'd love to see those guys go in at the same time. I would argue that Yadier Molina has done more for the game at his position 
than any player has done for the game. Uh, Pudge Rodriguez would like a word with you. That's other side. He's on the other side of the plate, though. So Pudge Rodriguez offensively, I agree. But I don't Defensively think Defensively as well. No, not yeah. like Molina though, dog. Like you don't even run on Molina. Like you don't it's it's a whole nother thing now. And that and I think I've talked to you about this, the how I feel about the pick off behind the runner at first, throw down after a fastball in the outside corner. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. There's there's a there's something real, real sexy about it. Um obviously I'm a homer. I'm a super homer, but I'm in. And Cubs fan, after they punted their whole team, their whole world championship competitive team, you got a little bit to watch this year. Nick Madrigal is going to be really fun to watch. He's going to hit over 300. He's going to get close to 100 runs scored. And your new guy, Saya Suzuki, might be the rookie of the year. A lot of people talked about him. So I don't see the Cubs sneaking into the playoffs. I don't see a lot of scenarios that the Cubs make it in. But Cubs fan, at least you guys will be fun to watch. The... I mean, 14-team playoff format, though. 12. 12? Yeah. No. 14 was discussed. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. They, yeah, 12. They agreed, they agreed so, on 12. So, yeah, with the 12. It'll probably be 14 eventually. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's just not enough room for them. Yeah. But, hey, but kudos to them for not just, like, surrendering like the Reds and the Pirates. Like, it, it was t- disgusting what the Reds did this year. They... The Cubs. What the Reds did this year was almost worse than what the Cubs did oh, uh, the last two years. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. the The Cubs and me do look like um, dark horse, though. They look like if, like, if something happens at the top between like the Cardinals or the Brewers, where it's like, like an injury that that puts you in a place where you're just falling down, like the standings or or just a collapse. They could be in a spot to where oh, we'll just move up. So like, I'm going to say a dangerous third in the division. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I see them floating right under five hundred. They're going to win a lot of close games. They're you think be, under? They're going to be fun to watch. The Cubs? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Cubs just a little bit under five hundred. Seventy-eight you know to Maybe eighty-two. They might get over five hundred because of Cincinnati and uh, Pittsburgh just being so bad. So I think Cincinnati is not so much worse than the Cubs. Though. I think Cincinnati is going to win the games they're supposed to win. Like if you win at home and you win. If they can beat the Cubs, if they man. can beat the Pirates, I don't know. The the, I, Pir- the Pirates, except for Brian Reynolds, who is phenomenal, he's great to watch. They're a quadruple A team. They might be. They might have the worst record in baseball. I think so. I think Pittsburgh will be the worst team in baseball. Does this Pittsburgh year. get sixty five wins? I doubt it. Sixty wins. They'll have a hundred losses. So that would put them at sixty two wins. Yeah, maybe more. I mean, maybe less wins. Pittsburgh is going to be very bad. They're they're not 110 losses. They they're going to creep up on it. Oh, that's bad. They'll be triple digit losses easily. That's that's not healthy at all. That's not healthy at all. Um, Cincinnati sold their their starting pitching. They sold everything. Yeah, they, they either sold everything or let everyone go. They hated payroll. Cincinnati. They hate competition. <laughs> they're not a very good team. That Cincinnati team, which, and I, there's no reason to put a ton of time into it, but that Cincinnati team. Cincinnati fan, you still got Jonathan India. And Jonathan India is a great young player. He's going to be fun to watch. Joey Votto's got a cool TikTok. You can mm-hmm. check that out. And I probably shouldn't be telling you this right now, but Jonathan India is one of my targets in our fantasy draft tonight. So, Rookie of the uh, year, Jonathan India. So just back off a little bit. The, right? Yeah, the thing that's so terrifying to me about the Reds is, I think, like, since I was joking about it earlier, but since that 2000 Ken Griffey Jr. trade, what have they done? 
And that was 22 years ago. And if you were to be like, hey, the best Reds players of all time, they're all from the 70s. Sure. Bench and Morgan and... One of the greatest Robinson, teams ever. yeah. The big Red Machine. Yeah, just, yeah. They, they don't care about their fans. They kind of like half competed two years ago. They just kind of dipped their toe into competition. Things didn't go their way, so they blew it up. Joey Votto is a guy whose career got wasted. <laughs> and I guess I'd never really said, because I'd watched the Reds obviously play a lot, being an NL Central fan, and I'm always like, oh, they're in the mix. You know, they can, Johnny Cueto, and they can, you know, they can beat the Cardinals every once in a while. And I'm like, but for real, they've never really done anything. No. Yeah, they suck. Poor Joey Votto. You're so right. Yeah, he don't. He deserves better. Yeah. Thank you, New Mexico Pinion Coffee, for helping me get up early and pre-record this Major League Baseball preview. New Mexico Pinion Coffee there at day one. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back on the program. Welcome to your car. And you're like, oh, cool. Get to listen to the boys. Maybe I'll call in. Maybe I'll text. Not today. Not today. Do not to do it today. We're pre-recording. There's full transparency here. We're watching baseball right now in Van's backyard. We have the we have the boys are there. We have baseball on. Uh, we're drinking beers. We're eating barbecue. Uh, it's a bonanza. I'm sure we're celebrating a birthday. There's um, what what what's some other B words that would help us here? Baseball. Balk. Yeah, baseball. That's forgot, a good one. I forgot. There's two Bs in that one. You forgot that. Well, one. I said baseball start. Oh, I, did you? Yeah. Watch I don't him, pay attention. Watching to you baseball. Recapping the NL Central. I got the Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Um, I got Brewers winning the division, Cardinals getting the wild card, Cubs somewhere around 500, and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh for a race to the bottom, both 100 lost teams. There you go. There you go. In West. So we're moving through. We're doing our Major League Baseball opening day preview for the year. A little sports-heavy content today because you know your boys. We don't. We stay adjacent. This is not the one. Okay. The Giants took it last year, and when they did, I said, what? Yeah. Not only, I didn't just say what at the end of the year. I said what every day for the last 45 days of the season because I could not believe it. I could not believe the one-and-one one that the Giants and the Dodgers were going. And regardless of who the Giants were playing, the Giants were playing the Dodgers in the standings. And it was like, to me, checking it every day, it was a similar to like the Sosa-McGuire home run, who got one today, who didn't get one, chase of 98. That's how I felt last year about the NL West at the end of the year, and that's how exciting I thought they were. It was so much fun. I mean, you're so right. It was so much fun watching that battle throughout the end of last year's season. San Francisco outperformed every statistical metric possible. Correct. Hitting, pitching, close games, one-run games, cleanliness, godliness. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So it's not going to happen this year. I'm sorry, Giants fan. You're going to float around 500. You'll be a little bit over 500. You're going to miss the playoffs. Oh, God, you're very wrong. Your team's not that strong. The Dodgers are easily the cream of baseball. They're the cream of this division. And San Diego, after their choke fest last season, will rise up and take the wild card in the West. And I'm sorry, Giants fan. You're going to come a little short. The Rockies and Diamondbacks, they're competitive. They're young. But... They're, they're not even close to the level of competition in the West. Uh, you, for some reason, have forgot about the return of Fernando Tatis Jr.? They don't even – they're so strong hitting and pitching, it's okay for him to take half a year off. Well, I mean, when he comes back in July, they won't lose a game. The Padres will not lose a game after So you back. think you got San Diego winning the West? No, I got him in second, though. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. The, so the Dodgers, to me, by the way, I mean, Craig Kimbrell. 
I mean, what are you doing? Freddie Freeman, what are you doing? Like, what is this team doing? Like Yankees West. The mix is what they are. Like every you just kind of, yeah, just mix in, guys. We got it. Don't even worry about it. It's one of those um who wants to play today and everyone raised their hands and then you're like, Cool, pick what position you want. Like yeah. that's go. Go. We don't even care. I don't I don't think Kimbrell is the great acquisition people think it is. I disagree. He's a shell of himself, and he got, speaking of shell, he's getting shelled in spring training. And you know, he's trying some new things, working the arm angle out. He's uh, he's trying to be uh, creative with pitch selection on counts and those other excuses. Sure, sure, sure. That's yeah. what they say. <laughs> That's what he tells yeah. himself before he goes to yeah. bed. You know, uh, you know, there's no runners on. I'm going to pitch out of the stretch just because I'm going to get some work in. Like, it's, yeah, right? Doesn't right? he always pitch out of the stretch? Well, I'm just giving you some... Um, Baseball I'm talk. rooting for the guy because he's got the best pre-pitch stance maybe in the history of baseball. I mean, it's cool, I guess. Best pre-pitch stance. Yeah, it's probably up there. Yeah. It's probably up there. Legendary. It's as good as the Juan Soto at bat. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's not compare pitchers and hitters because it's, it's hard to beat Juan Soto's tippy-tappy, tippy-tappy crotch grab. That's pretty sweet. Best team in the division is the Dodgers, even though they finished second last year. Uh, Freddie Freeman we talked about. Craig Kimbrell we talked about. Uh, also, this is a thing, mentally speaking, everyone looks at them. So if you're the Giants or the Padres, no offense to our hometown Rockies or the Arizona Diamondbacks, you are, you're looking at them wide-eyed. It's like meeting celebrities. Like when your young players run out there, they're looking at their heroes on the other side. And that is a obstacle yeah. that I don't think – everyday baseball fan realizes like yeah these young men are fans of the game i mean they're players of the game but they're fans of the game and they see um murderers row on the other side sure and then they expect to get murdered and it's not like uh like basketball or football where if you're the best team in the league you're the defending champion everyone brings their a game for you there's a certain level of intimidation in baseball mm-hmm. where you walk onto that field and you know you're grossly outmatched. Yeah. Of course, anybody can win on any given day. That's sure. why they play 162 games. But the Diamondbacks and Rockies walking into Dodger Stadium, knowing they got to hit off those pitchers, knowing they got to face that lineup, it's intimidating. It's scary. And the team that could put L's on the Dodgers, the Giants, and that would help like the Padres be like, okay, they might like one of these teams is going to catch an L today, and it might be the Dodgers. Or I want to say the Rockies, but the Rockies to me are still ten games under. The the Padres are legit loaded, and they're still trying to make moves. They're still trying to get Jose Ramirez from Cleveland. If the Padres add Jose Ramirez, they're immediately the best lineup in baseball. So he signed a new con. You probably didn't see this yet. He signed a new contract today. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. he got a he got four years on the extension, I think, which puts him at six total, and he's not going anywhere. Which increases his trade value. Well, there that's too, because then you're locked in. Yeah. The the problem that I think the Giants have number one, Kevin Gosman left, and he went to Toronto? Question mark. Yeah. And that to me is like, hey, I was a first place team in the West, and I don't think we're going to continue to be a first place team. I need to go to the East, where I know I'm going to be on a first place team. Yeah, I mean, quick little preview. I got the Blue Jays winning the East. A lot of people should because, yeah. I mean, they're they're strong at the very top. Yeah. Uh, Buster Posey retires, and I think that's a big deal. I thought with the DH, I thought he might come back. Like, I even think I talked to you about that in the offseason. But for whatever reason, absolutely decided no. Posey had three or four more good years. He was playing at an MVP vote caliber level. 
his last two years. He said it was family stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I just, I'm just i tired of baseball. Which I mean, It's insane to us two to hear that. But for Buster Posey, he was like, oh, I get it. Well, you did it. You, I mean, you won. You're at the top. You won. The Not a very good comparison at all, but like my personal story, you know, afternoon drive in a top 20 radio station in St. Louis, Missouri, like that's kind of the top you can really get in, in talk radio, like sports talk radio. And I was like, oh, I got to step away from this thing. You know, I, I stepped away for two years before I came back with you on this program. And like, some of just get burned out, man. Sure. Like it's. Work I mean, is honestly, work when it's your job. Posey can pull a Tom Brady whenever he wants. Oh, heck yeah, he can. He's still that good. Yeah. Well, and, and that's how rights work, too, to where, like, if he calls, they're like, oh, cool, we're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I got open arms. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Oh, I'm, the rotation's good for San Francisco. I like Carlos Rendon. I think that's a good signing. Yeah. Um, I think they got him for pennies on the dollar, too. I think his injury history made him a lot cheaper than his performance says he should be well, valued for. Little Tsunami, Carlos Martinez is over there now, who used to be a St. Louis Cardinal. And to a lot of people, are like, what does that really matter? Well, I'm telling you, when, when he's hitting triple digits, and is it a little out of control? Yes. And is he maybe going to put a runner on every inning? Yes. But he's got a chance to strike out the side. I mean, that's a, he beat cancer, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's statistically speaking, that's not as impressive as it used to be. Just, it's not as impressive as a triple-digit fastball? <laughs> just saying, I mean, there's a percent of people who beat cancer and a percent of people who throw triple-digit fastballs, yeah. and one of them is a lot smaller. But when you got both. Oh, that's a good point. That's a tiny also, Venn diagram right con- there. Congratulations to anyone in their life who has battled and, and overcome cancer. I'm just saying, throwing a hundo is a very special thing. Fred, you go heal on a lot of things. Don't Let's go not heal, go on, heal cancer. on cancer survivors. <laughs> no, please. I'm into cancer survivors. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, Carlos Martinez's story is not a... I mean, it's part of his story. Yeah. Okay. But throwing a hundo. He throws a hundo. It's very impressive. Thank you. How do you feel about Bob Melvin? Uh, great dude. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm not big manager guy. No. I'm lineup I'm line and health guy. I don't think a manager makes that big of a difference. Like you talk about some of the greatest managers of all time, Sparky Anderson had the big red machine. Joe Torre had the peak Yankees. Yeah, like it doesn't make that big of a difference. I mean Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa, greatest of all time. All time at managing or yes. getting D dubs, both. Okay, good. Yeah, he can do them both. A couple crowns does them really well. Uh, I'm. I want the Padres to finish second. I want the Padres to. To maintain a, a slightly better than 500 up until the All-Star, I want Fernando Tatis Jr. to come back and and just rip the world apart. That's what I want to happen. Um, and I want Chris Bryant to have a really good year in Colorado. If, Those, if That's the bottom of my list. If Mike Clevenger comes back to his full powers, because, you know, they got him from Cleveland, and then he immediately got hurt on the Padres. If he comes back at full power and Denelson LeMay comes back at full power, the Padres' pitching staff is as good as anyone in baseball. But those are some big ifs. Regionally, we're going to go see a lot of Rockies and Diamondbacks games this year. Yeah, and, and both of those will struggle to challenge for 70 wins. Correct. We'll see a lot of games, and it, you know I'm glad Chris Bryant is there. That's going to be fun to watch. Rockies got a good young core of players, but they just don't have – a good enough roster to compete in this division. Does the Bryant signing feel like I'm just going to end up paying five more dollars a ticket? Is that what does does it feel like that? Well, Coors has even when the Rockies are doing poorly, Coors Field still has some of the best attendance in baseball. 
So that doesn't matter. I would agree that there is a baseball culture to Denver. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Also, Denver has a lot of transplants. And by the time you're in your your point in that life when you're transplanting to another city, you're a little bit older. You got like a little bit older hobbies. You got a little bit of like a little bit of spending money. And baseball fan yeah. comes from other parts of the country. And if you can afford to live in Denver, you can afford to yeah. go to a baseball game. Hot and super high. Yeah. Like you <laughs> Yeah. Just get insanely high, go to a baseball game, be like, I'm at the mile high, man. Yeah, mile high. Who's who's higher, me or this field, am I right? Last time we went to a Rockies game it snowed. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it snowed on four twenty. Hey, what are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing up here? Thank you to I-9 Sports for being a partner of the program. You are tremendous and wonderful. Whenever we get back, more Major League Baseball preview. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. We're doing our Major League Baseball predictor boy for the opening day. Boys are not live. Do not call 505-246-0610. Well, unless you want to talk to Vital, just like on the side. Like, like I'm not trying to put Vital in the Which tough spot. Which is nice. It's nice. But if, I, if you call... And Vitale's like, oh, I got to go. I got to get back to the show. That is a lie. He's lying. He's lying because yep. we're pre-recorded. He does not have to get back to the show. He's he's possibly napping. He's possibly feet up. He's possibly just laid back. He's got his mind on his money and his money on his mind. Which he always does. Always does. We just gave you the NL West. Uh, you had the Dodgers. You had the Giants. You had the Padres. And then, however, the Rockies and Arizona fills out. Actually, I don't have San Francisco making the playoffs. I have San Francisco third. being very competitive, yeah. but barely missing. So you got the Padres second. Padres second. Padres get wild card. Dodgers win the division. This is the first one we agreed on. And I got Arizona dead last. Correct. Okay. I'm in. AL East predictions. There are four teams that will win 85 or more games in the AL East, and there's one team that will lose 105 games. The Orioles are going to challenge the Pirates for being the worst team in baseball. This is the most fun division, period. Just because the Blue Jays are in it. No. Every kid, every Major League Baseball player's kid who ever played is on the Toronto Blue Jays. That's a weird scouting. Yeah. You're like, all right, boys, let's go out. Let's. A lot of collegiate, you know, there's a lot of levels of baseball. Sure. Yeah, there's a, you know, maybe you go to like, obviously D1, you go to the obvious ones, Rice, and you're like, okay, we can get some guys from here, and then, you know, hey, let's go overseas and look at like, like real young talent, and maybe the D2 level where guys can just really rake, and they're like, no, 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 let's just look at birth certificates. Yeah. Yeah, let's just. Did your dad play ball? Yeah. Oh, he did? Welcome to the Blue Jays. (laughs) It's such a weird thing. The... Weekly, the top of this lineup will change. The top of this division will change. Weekly. Man, I think Blue Jays are the class. I don't know. I I think between the Blue Jays and the Yankees and the Reds, or excuse me, and the Rays and the Red Sox, I think you're going to have four teams that are all between like 85 and 91 wins, and you're going to have like a every day someone's going out the ballpark and manually changing the standings in the outfield like rankings in all the ballparks. Yeah, I mean, you put Toronto in the NL Central or the AL Central, they win 154 games. They're that good. But in the AL East, which is probably top to bottom, the most competitive besides the Orioles, they're only going to win lower 90s. 
it's going to be a gauntlet for every team in the ALE. So but I do think the Blue Jays are the class of the division. If, Their lineup is just too strong. If they win 90 games, that's what, 70%? And that's more than the vaccination rate of the New York Yankees. So that number works out. That makes perfect sense to me. Um, well, un- unpackage that a little bit for loyal listener who doesn't know about the. That. So the Yankees, for some reason, it's it's the idea is caught up in their clubhouse that they don't need to get the vaccine. Like these players are smarter than scientists. They're smarter than proven facts. They're smart. Uh, punch punch a karma. Mm-hmm. That kind of crap. Um, so the Yankees don't think that they need vaccinations, and especially now that Kyrie beat the city of New York. All right, Kyrie is very fortunate to be on the coattails of the New York Yankees because the New York Yankees went to the city of New York and they were like, listen, we'll play in Florida. Like sure. you, you got to figure this thing out. And the Yankees run this town, you know, like a lot, you'll, you'll run around and you'll be like, somebody will be like, I run this town. Like th- that's the classic training day, Denzel Washington kind of energy. Yeah. The Yankees do run New York city. Like of course, cannot argue in another way. New York changed the vaccination law for the Yankees. Yes. But the Yankees organization was smart enough to say, hey, Aaron Judge, shut your mouth. Don't say anything. Don't pull a Aaron Rodgers. Don't pull a Kyrie Irving. It's not just, just chill. We'll get it changed. But who didn't change is the city of Toronto. You're right. So if you don't have a vaccination, you cannot play in Toronto. So even with Toronto having the best lineup in you're the ma- division. You're making good facts here. Even with Toronto having the best lineup in the division. They also have the best home field advantage because you have to prove your vaccination. So a lot of people can't play there. All right, so I have to unpackage that for a second because I wasn't – I didn't even consider that. Right. I didn't even consider, like, because you have a regular home field advantage. Yeah. And then you have home home field advantage. Right. Which is when we tell you your players can't play. Sure. And a couple of the real good ones, oh, shoot, allegedly. Dog. dog, they might run away with it. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Cause if, have, let's say two or three Yankees, two or three Red Sox, two or three Rays, and I haven't heard the Rays have a lot of unvaccinated players. That is not a narrative I'm familiar with either. But Yankees and Red Sox apparently, allegedly, have a few players who are completely anti-vax, so they will not be able to play in Toronto. And Toronto will not change. Toronto will not bow down no. to a sport team. And especially if it gives you a little competitive advantage, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There are some guys in the Aaron Judge, I think, is one. He's the type of guy who, like, when ordering DoorDash and it's, like, special instructions, he'd be like, show up without a mask and I'll tip you 20 bucks. Yeah, Like, sure. he's, like, that kind of loser. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still love to watch him play, though. Like, oh, my gosh. Just like Aaron Rodgers. It, like, you can, I don't care what you yeah. say off the field. I want to see you in between those white lines. Same thing with Aaron Judge. Like, cool. Do whatever you want. He's going to catch heat, and but he can't even go to Toronto. I was going to say, like, beat reporter is going to get him. Like, Toronto uh, observer reporter, but they won't even have access to him. Right. I knew from St. Louis, I won't drop any names. I knew when I was doing radio in St. Louis, I used to work with a, a guy, and he was a hitting coach, and he worked with Aaron Judge, and he helped Aaron Judge – um, a launch angle, back speed, all that crap that is really important. But he worked one-on-one with him the season where Aaron Judge got his first all-star game, his first all-star whatever. And that guy, who I'm not going to drop any names, is a nut job. That guy is the, like, I'm friends with him on social media. He's the anti, like, and by the way, I'm very anti-law. I'm very anti-government. I'm very, like, I'm of that energy. I'm anti-mandate, but I'm not anti-science. I'm anti- sure. 
I'm into that world, and he is that. And I'm I would have zero surprise if Aaron Judge is at all different from because he surrounds himself with those people. Like it's only an echo chamber for him, and it's going to cost their team games. It's going to cost their team games. It's going to cost the Boston team games. Again, I haven't heard anything about the the Rays having anti-vax people, but it's going to affect play. It's going to give an advantage to Toronto, and I had Toronto winning the division even without this huge advantage. All right, so you've you've and changed I also my opinion. See, I also see a scenario where Toronto will win the AL East, and three teams will make the wild card. So I got Tampa Bay in second. New York in third, Boston in fourth. Ah, damn it. I super agree with you now that you brought up this. And I see a scenario where Tampa Bay, New York, and Boston are all the wild card. Right now, I only have Tampa Bay and New York. Toronto. I'll tell you why when we get to the West. Toronto, 92 wins. Tampa Bay, 90 wins. New York, 88 wins. Boston, 86 wins. And then Baltimore, Baltimore maybe 60. is there. Yeah. They'll be eliminated by uh, April. Well, today's opening day, so. <laughs> They'll be eliminated May 3rd, 4th. That's generous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're in a world of trouble. They they don't have anyone. They uh, Wander Franco hype What's is What's his re- name? Uh, Adley Rushman. They got a, a really good young catcher, really good young first baseman coming up, too. He'll be fun to watch uh, for the Orioles, but that's it. Sure, let me see it. Sorry, see bro. It. Uh, Wonder- they're they're going to trade Cedric Mullins. Like, Cedric Mullins, like, you're the hope for the future. He'll be gone by the trade deadline. Do you think the hype is real around Wander Franco uh, for the race? In the 100 percentile. Yeah. Yeah, hard to argue. Yeah. He's the sixth highest odds to win the AL MVP as a second-year player. That's how highly statistical metrics think about Wander Franco. For Craig, we got you. I do think it's the best infield in baseball with the Boston Red Sox with the signing of Trevor Story. What's your opinion on that? If not, it's close. It's top three for sure. It's Rushmore of baseball. Chris Sale going to be able to do – oh, he's on the IL, isn't he's he? He's on the IL oh, for a while. Oh, never mind. But he'll come back strong. For recap, Jays, Rays, Yanks, Sox, Orioles. Correct. Okay. With a chance that Boston sneaks in. If the Angels, who I have getting the wild card in the West, if the Angels underperform, I see Boston getting in. But right now I got Toronto winning the division, Tampa Bay and New York being the wild card. Boston barely misses out. I don't hate anything about it. I think it works. All right, so when we get back, we're going to keep rolling AL Central, AL West, and then we'll do our playoff predictions and end-of-the-year winners. You'll listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D, Sports Animal. It's 5 o'clock, Albuquerque. You're here. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, Albuquerque, friends of the show. We're not here. We This is 100% recorded Wednesday morning. We are watching baseball at a, at a location that is undisclosed, but it's Van's backyard. The way, yeah, please don't try to find my backyard. <laughs> the way that you feel about the Super Bowl is the way me and Fred feel about opening day. We have this ongoing tradition where... We set up as many TVs as we need. What's it this year? Eight? Well, I, no, it's well because of some apparently some, some stuff is well stuff is canceled too. Yeah. So I guess the Yankees canceled, and then weather weather is obviously an issue. So Philly Philly postponed, Yankees postponed. Yeah. So we are going to need I think ten TVs. I think there's 
eight overlapping games at most in the middle of the day. Okay, we need nine TVs just to we'll be sure. We'll get ten just yeah. in case. Well, <laughs> Screw it. Because we'll also, I mean, we got to turn the Masters on, big guy. I okay. mean, we got to have the Masters right there, too. Don't think that we don't. Uh, that's a good point. I mean, there's Excellent point. I mean, Tiger Woods about Tiger, to win Tiger, the whole Tiger, thing. Tiger Woods, y'all. We just recapped the AL East, and I thought it went well, but but I was I was swayed by you to go with the Toronto Blue Jays because they're not going to allow unvaccinated players to play, and I didn't think about it as a thing, and they may win 100% of their home games. They're going to have one of the best home-winning percentages in quite some time unless everyone else gets vaccinated. AL Central. White Sox, Twins, Tigers, Guardians, Royals, question mark? White Sox are the cream of the crop, and I don't have anyone else in the Central going to the playoffs. Tigers are going to be better. The Twins are going to make some noise. Cleveland always overperforms, and the Royals are there. <laughs> I think Tigers, Guardians, Twins just demolish each other all year, cancel each other out. White Sox are the cream of the division. They'll win the division. White Sox have a lineup and a pitching staff that can make some noise in the playoffs, possibly bring a championship back to Chicago. But I I don't see anybody else making the playoffs out of the Central besides the White Sox. If it's if it's like a cash friendly move for the White Sox, I would right now start designing the AL Central Division Champion T-shirt. I would start printing it right now. If you can buy them in bulk now. Yeah, if you can do it yeah. now and save a couple bucks in the long run, that is that is a hundred percent the move that I would do. Um, you can order them now off DH Gate or the, AliExpress. And depending on shipping containers, they should be here. They should time. be here, in, yeah, in four months. That happened at the Super Bowl, where they, yeah, like the the confetti or whatever didn't come. They had to like go into the middle of the ocean and meet the shipping container and <laughs> transfer it to another boat so just to bring it stupid. in. Oh gosh, I'm in on the White Sox at the top. Uh, Carlos Rendon leaving, big deal? No big deal. Nah, it's not a big deal. Because of the what's that cat's name? The like Kopit Kopich Kopchek. Yeah. He'll, he'll be their long reliever at the beginning of the year. They'll get him stretched out, and he's an absolute ace in the making. You talk about Lewis Robert a lot. I don't know a ton about him, but I know because you are a guy who loves baseball numbers. Is he like a dark horse MVP-style thing? He is. Uh, so is Eloy Jimenez. They have a super strong outfield. Jose Abreu. But Luis, yeah, Luis Robert. He's the five-tool guy that every team wants. He does everything on the field. He's the potential 40-40 guy everyone talks about. He's got the skill set of Acuna Jr. He's got the skill set of Tatis. He just plays outfield instead of infield. Robert, Abreu, Jimenez, Grandal, maybe Tim Anderson. All those guys have all-star talent? Yes. God, that's correct. five all-stars. You're correct. You know, I guess I don't really think about it that way with – with the White Sox, whenever I'm I'm thinking about the White Sox, because I think like, hey, they're going to win like close run games. I think they're managed well. Like I'm, I kind of look at that, but they kind of just have dudes with like raw talent. So here's the thing. I mean, they're still young, except for Abreu. If they hold on to this core, they're AJ going to be Pollock? good for a long time. They got AJ Pollock for an aging Craig Kimbrell. Good AJ deal. Pollock, the last year and a half when he's healthy has put up MVP vote numbers. A.J. Pollock's that good. Uh, what's that cat's name? Crotchet? Crochet? Garrett Crochet? Garrett Crotchet? Yep, he's, he's out. His... He's out. For how long? 
Uh, Tommy John. Oh, yeah, he got the TJ. That's so, right. My bad. Um, I think Lance Lynn is out until June, but <laughs> I know Lance a little bit from his St. Louis Cardinals day, and I assure you it's going to take him an extra minute to recover. He's never physically been the most um, kept guy. Like, he's got a pitcher's body. He doesn't have an athlete's body. And and if you're – I mean, you're you're out, you're out. Like, you don't bounce back if you're not in a physical place to bounce back. With all that said, there's enough separation that even if it decreases, I don't believe that the Twins can catch them. And Ryan LaVarnway aside, I think the Twins are the only team in the AL Central that can be at or near the White Sox, but they won't be. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Twins need a couple more pieces. To Sonny Gray's up. good. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they picked up Carlos Correa. He'll play at least one year. If the, the Twins are doing that bad, they get to ship Carlos Correa to some contender and get an absolute haul of prospects. Well, th- what they need to do is get a number two starter. Like, so if you can get Correa... two and a three. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. If you can get Correa to play out of his mind in the first half and around... Like maybe you have those talks during the All Star break where you can move him um, in in on that. Yeah. Did they sign Chris Archer? Yeah. Okay. Which is a good three. It was a he'll good. Hold, he'll hold your bullpen. He'll hold your rotation down. It could be a high remove. It could be a high reward move though. It could be a hey. It wasn't like a huge cost, and the risk is not necessarily there. I think the floor is higher than the ceiling is high, but I'm I'm in on on Archer. Yeah, put them in second for me, and then it's on to Cleveland. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Twins are a strong second. I got them barely missing the playoffs. If they get a full, healthy season out of Carlos Correa, if they get a full, healthy season out of Byron Buxton, they got two MVP candidates in their lineup. But after that, it just really falls off for the Twins. Why isn't Cleveland spending money? Because the ownership hates Cleveland. It's kind of like that, right? Yes. They've had so many chances to get over the hump. Their farm system has killed it the past 20 years, and they never invest money to take Cleveland over the hump. Jose Ramirez can win an MVP, true or false? Yeah. Okay. He's one of the odds-on favorites. Short, second. Even, Even with no protection in that lineup, Jose Ramirez can win an MVP. He's capable of like an 800 plus OPS. He's 900 plus. Shut up. Yes. Okay. So, no. So, that's so high. Yeah. He's going to play short this year, obviously. He's probably next two years, maybe three. And then he's going to go to second. He's got this longer contract he just signed today. He'll end his career at first base. In like 20 years. You think it'll be that that long? I don't know. I think he's good. He doesn't excite me. he, He should excite me, but to me, the way he does it is like workman style. Where it's like, oh, he's he's doing the thing I expect him to do. He he doesn't have like the superstar hype that a lot of guys with his skill set have. He's like the the underachieving superstar because he had a couple down years early in his career, but his average numbers, if you extrapolate his average numbers every season of his career, he's an MVP candidate every year. On that team, you got Ramirez, you got Reyes, and you got Straw, and that's kind of it. That's it. That's not enough to win a division. Ramirez and Reyes, like that's. I think Miles Straw can play. Like he's like a three hundred hitter. But you steals, need that steals bases. Need that. But he doesn't do anything else. I want to like say the sentence I like Cleveland's pitching, but I couldn't give you a reason why I do. 
It falls off pretty hard after Bieber, though. Shane Bieber can win a Cy Young, but after that, you don't have like a guy who's like, oh, I fear him. Not enough talent around Reyes and Ramirez. I agree with you. Yeah. We'll not push them to but the top. But they're still good enough to float around 500 and make some noise and beat a bunch of good teams. Not good enough to make the playoffs. The Detroit Tigers are talked about as having the best farm system in Major League Baseball right now. But the farm team is not playing right now. Correct. Okay. But they've, they've picked up some pieces this year. Austin Meadows, Javier Baez to add to a really good young core, they'll, they'll make some noise. Tigers will float around 500. If they can bring some young pitching up, get them some major league exposure, and by exposure I mean traveling with the team, staying in hotels, learning the life, and put them out there and not let them get exposed on the field, though. Don't, don't like, mess guys up mentally, but be like, hey, come up and, and learn this, and we'll send you back down to AAA. Mud hens, I think. If you, if you are doing that kind of thing with your young talent, you use 2022 – to set yourself up for 2023 and, and if, beyond. Yeah, and then we're talking about yeah. this team in 2023. If you're a Tigers fan, Detroit Tigers fan, if you exist, if you exist in New Mexico, I'd love to hear from you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Five zero five two four six zero six ten because this show is canned because the boys are partying and watching baseball right now because we love opening day so much. The only, but if you're a Detroit Tigers fan, you got a lot to look forward to in the future. The only thing that's the thing about the Royals is Zach Greinke's return. That's that's needed. That's it? neat, but that, it's not going to do anything for you. You're going to win seventy. Uh, Royals fan, you got a lot to look forward to. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. will probably win the Rookie of the Year. Young third baseman. He's one of the best in the oh, game. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's, he's MLB's number one prospect, and they and he's going to make the opening day roster and play from day one. And get pitched around a lot. Kansas City's not even going to manipulate his service time, so good on them for doing well, that. There's no incentive anymore, so... They didn't completely fix it. Well, it's not So broken. you could still do it. <laughs> uh, give me... Chicago with the Chicago's going to take it, but they're going to win like eighty-two. They're going to lose eighty, and everyone else is going to be under five hundred. I think Chicago's a ninety-win team. I don't high eighties, low nineties. Chicago's going to win the division, you know, barring everyone gets hurt. Like Chicago's that good, and I, I don't see anyone else from the Central making the playoffs. I don't see them making five hundred. I don't see the Twins or the Tigers or the Guardians or the Royals over. 81 wins. I just don't see it. Yeah, besides the White Sox, Detroit, Cleveland, and Minnesota are going to beat each other up all year and just float around 500. AL East, and then we'll do our playoffs, and we'll wrap it with end-of-year predictions. I'm enjoying it a lot. Also, I'm enjoying opening day. Follow us on social media because we're, I mean, we'll be tweeting something that's not the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D, welcome back to the program. Welcome back to the boys Doing our Major League Baseball opening day playoff, or excuse me, predictions and all things associated with Major League Baseball. As uh, well, I'll be real transparent with you, friend of the show. We're not here. We're watching opening day baseball, and uh, we're, well, I mean, that's the most important thing in my world. It's religion to me. It's a religion. So, AL West. Did we recap? We didn't recap. So, the recap of the AL Central is we have at the very top the White Sox and then uh, however it falls underneath. Yeah, I got okay. Twins in second, barely over 500. And then I got Cleveland and Detroit being very competitive, being a little under 500. AL West. It's, uh, it's a two team race to me between the Astros and the Angels, but. 
if the Mariners do something special, that special thing will be spoiling whichever team, the Astros or the Angels, is in second. Yeah, the, the Mariners can make a lot of noise. They've added some pieces. they got a good young core. If they stay above 500 towards a trade deadline, they got the room. Their general manager loves to wheel and deal and make trades. Seattle will be good in a year or two, just not this year. I got Houston again, trying to be objective. Yeah. Loyal listener, friend of the show, you know I'm the biggest Astros homer in the world. Trying to be objective, I still have the Astros as the cream of the division. Now, you may not know, but they lost Carlos Correa, just heads up. I don't know if you're aware of that. And they gained one Jeremy Pena, who might win the AL Rookie of the Year this year. It does not matter. That guy's not Carlos Correa. He's cut from the exact same cloth as Carlos Correa. He's Carlos oh, the Correa cheating cloth? in the making. He's cut, he's cut from the cheating cloth? Well, uh, apparently, Fred, they haven't cheated since 2017, so let's hope they keep that up. And then I finally got the Angels and Mike Trout making the playoffs. The Angels win the wild card, and you finally get to see Mike Trout in the playoffs this year. I think you're not far off. I'm going to say something that's not so controversial, but I think it's important to mention. Justin Verlander's back. Cool. Put that yes. out there. But you going to give me a healthy season, Kyle Tucker? You're going to give me a healthy season, Jordan Alvarez? You're going to give me a healthy season, Alex Bregman? Because if those three guys can do that, this team will win 100 games. Correct. Those three guys cannot do that. Don't need them to. They I'm, need them to. They the Astros, I mean, as long as they don't have like season ending injuries. Because I, I see all of those guys having bumps and bruises throughout the year and missing some games. They're soft guys. But their roster is so deep. Will you just please agree that Kyle Tucker, Joran Alvarez, and Alex Bregman are all insanely soft? I'm pretty sure Kyle Tucker is the only player in baseball who doesn't wear batting gloves. He is hard as a Russian coffin nail. Okay. he's First of all, we had a rule about Russian coffin nail jokes. and He's harder than a Ukrainian coffin nail. No, stop. See, again, <laughs> we had... There was a rule for the baseball show. I was on the elliptical this morning listening to uh, UK Ukraine war updates. Uh. And I'm like, this is just ruining the elliptical for me. Duh. Like, I don't like this association I've created here. You don't even have to exercise. You can just listen to war updates and your uh, heart rate will increase and you'll start sweating. So mad at the war. <sighs> Snake bin and franchise, I think, is the Los Angeles Angels. They keep putting in the right players. They keep trying to do the right thing. And they just cannot figure it out. Uh, Rendon and Trout and Otani and... Uh, the the who's the Viking kid? Cindergard. Yeah. Like there's the Viking. The Viking kid. <laughs> Good lord. Four. But, yeah. But like uh, maybe. I mean, if maybe if they can beat up on the Rangers and the Athletics, like I think teams should, you're going to have a chance to get some some W's there. I think the Mariners are still spoilers, but I would I would buy into the Angels finishing second. Well, congratulations, Oakland Athletics. You punted any chance of being competitive again this year. You've played money ball for 30 years and been successful. This is the year that it's finally over, Oakland, Oakland Athletics fan. Your run of overperforming what you're supposed to do ends this year, and so does your reign in Oakland. Oakland Athletics, welcome to Las Vegas, Nevada. <sighs> That's where they're going. The Oakland Athletics will be in Las Vegas next year. Sorry, so you're making a really good point. The... And I didn't even consider that because you're not going to tank it. It's not a tank, but it's a full develop. It's a full, we're going to win the AOS next year move. No, I, I don't think so. You don't think so? They punted the Mariners might. everyone. 
So this the, is the la- Mariners are the team to beat in a year or two. This is the last year for the Astros. The Astros no, are they're no. yeah they're dead and gone. They got Alex Bregman for more, four more years. They got mm-hmm. Altuve four more years. They got Alvarez for at least three more years. Tucker for five more years. One of those the guys Astros will, will be good for a long time. Altuve they will be the Jeremy one guy. Pena, shortstop it's, extraordinaire Jeremy Pena. That's coming still up. nobody yet. Center fielder Pedro Leon. Still no one. He'll come up. Their Astros are still going to be good for three or four more years at least. There's 0% chance they'll be better than the Mariners next year. Depends on Mariners acquisitions. Because what's his name? Uh, I'm going blank. Uh, Jared, uh, the Kilnick guy? The Kalinick guy? I'm not... No, no, no. The, the GM of the Mariners. Oh. He's like one of the most active yeah, um... owner-operators in the business. So... Mariners uh, will go hard in the next couple years. D- Depoto, Jerry, Dup- Jerry Depoto. Yeah. That's what it is. I wouldn't have came up with that. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, Jerry Depoto loves wheeling and dealing. Jesse Winker. That was a very underrated yeah. offseason deal. Eugenio Suarez. There's a Winker bit of moves. can play. I saw him play when he, he was in Cincinnati. Good. He's unreal. He is good. Hit three fifty second half of last season. He's stupid good. He's good on a very bad team where no protection, no help. Yeah, and obviously with. The Houston Astros, they only have Jose Altuve. They don't have anyone else. Those other guys don't play. The other <laughs> guys. Here we go. You know, I'm just saying, you named like a You're couple not of rookies. Hurt my feelings. I know how good my team is. They're, it's not as good as you think, is what I'm saying. You got two. You're you're the guy who like is like okay, let's put the young guy in there and he'll be major league caliber right away. He won't. Like this team doesn't cheat the way they used to cheat. They have to play straight up now, and they've proven that that makes them losers. So, so are you talking about five straight American League championship attendees, Houston Astros? Yeah, but it's over, over now. They're the God. They're the Cardinals we just talked about. They should have won more. Yeah. Oh, I I know that. Yeah. Their window. They should have won at least one more. Their window was small, God, but it was very open. Let those loser Washington Nationals beat. That's what I'm to. saying. That one hurt me. Loser Dodgers. Like the Braves. I like. It was hard to root against the Braves when they beat the Astros last year, but the Astros are going to be still be good for a long time. Kyle Tucker is an MVP candidate if he can play 150 games. Jordan Alvarez is an MVP candidate if he played in the field. Jordan Alvarez might be the best DH in baseball. I'm looking at you, Giancarlo Stanton. I'm looking at you, Nelson Cruz. Jordan Alvarez Albert might Pools. be the best of all of them. It's Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols isn't going to get 300 at bats this year. We'll see. The Texans opened up their pocketbook for Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Uh, I mean, that's two all-stars. The NL West, I'm sorry, the AL West, barring Oakland's uh, fire sale, the AL West next year might be the best division in baseball because the Rangers are going to keep adding pieces. The Astros are going to be good. Seattle finally is like actually really trying. And the Angels, they have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. The LA Angels might have the number one and number two vote getters for the MVP. What's inter- insane? Yeah, that is kind of insane. The, what, what's interesting to me when we talk about this division is, like, I do a little bit of research, and I don't do a ton. This is like sure. this. I'll be real transparent. This is a I know because I know. I know because I pay attention. I, I, yeah. I pick up the hot bud stuff, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to talk about Oakland. I was like, oh, Bassett's gone. Okay, Olson's gone. Okay, Chapman's gone. Okay, Simeon's uh, gone. Yeah, Manet's gone. They're all gone. They're all gone. Every guy that you recognized. Oakland a did guy. a Chicago Cubs-esque fire sale. Total rebuild. Every competitive player. They're gone. Athletics are going to lose triple digits this year. 
Yeah. To match the temperature in Las Vegas, Nevada, which they will be going to next year. They're going to be. This is on you, City of Oakland, for not building a stadium next to the water. You already lost. Done that years ago. You lost the Raiders. Yep. You lost the Warriors. Yep. You're losing the A's. Yep. What are you going to have left? Horse racing. Losing the war on crime. Yeah. They're actually a lot better than they used to be at that. (laughs) Alameda County. That's where Alameda's put all their money is into that stuff. Instead of keeping their sports Mm -hmm. teams. Yeah. Welcome citizens. And I would tell you that like Oakland fan already identifies as San Francisco fan. So it's I don't necessarily feel like they feel like they're missing out, but like San Francisco's just right there. Just right there. Just right across the bay. Just right there. And the best little suburbs of San Francisco, they're all on the Oakland side of San Francisco. Like Alexander. You can afford to live in Oakland. Well, it's it's pretty tight either way. It's it's not Sausalito, it's not south of the city. But yeah, over the bay there, you gotta go across one bay bridge. Hey, no big deal. Everyone else gotta go across it too. But yeah, I'm in. I'm in on on the Las Vegas Athletics finishing in last. Yeah, easily. Houston. The Rangers will be competitive, but they're not going to make the playoffs. The Mariners are going to make some noise. They're the going to spoil. People like non like hardcore baseball fan doesn't understand how good Seattle is and how good Seattle will be. They got the core to be the best team in baseball in a couple years. Let's just see what the organization does. Houston will win the division. Give me like a five to seven game cushion over the Angels. So give me Houston low 90s. Give me Angels mid 80s. Uh, I got Astros winning high 90s, low 100s because they'll probably win 16 games against the Athletics. Are they playing? Yeah, this year they're still playing that many. (laughs) I was like, I know they're changing it. Yeah. Yeah, That'll yeah. be interesting in the future, too, because teams won't get fat off those bottom feeder ones anymore. Correct. You, starting next year, every team in baseball plays every team in baseball. I like everything. So that's less division games is what it's going to work out to be. Astros, Angels, Mariners, Rangers, Athletics. I have the Athletics way under five hundred. I have the Rangers probably 10 games under, and I have the Mariners probably four, five, six games over. Yeah, and the Mariners, if they if they have a really good start to the season, they're definitely going to make some midseason trade deadline acquisitions. Watch out, baseball, Seattle's coming. But Houston's a class of the division, and the Angels, I think they're finally going to do it. Stars finally align for L.A., and they make it to the playoffs. And we finally get to see Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, one of the best baseball players in the history of the sport, in the playoffs. Speaking of best players, we're going to give you our year-end predictions for individuals and our playoff rundown in the final one before we hand it over to Isotopes Baseball. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, last one before the one Isotopes game that is on tonight. All right, Van, so we were talking about doing end-of-the-year predictions. We are talking about playoff stuff, and I'm going to need you to explain, like, I'm five, how the playoffs work. Because I know who I want in there, but I don't know how to f- like seed them out with the, all these new agreements. So what's the what's the playoff deal? Okay, the the two division winners. So okay, six teams get into the playoffs. Got it. The two teams who are division winners with the best records get buys for the first round. First round, right, sixteen teams in the playoffs. That's not stop the, it. Stop okay. it. No, no, no. Not what I said. All right, I'm ready. Not what I said. Strike it. Reverse it. Put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Six teams from each league get in. The top two division winners with the most wins have a bye. Okay. Everyone else is in a three-game playoff to advance to be in the final four. 
the division winner with the third most wins hosts the wild card with the least amount of wins. So it's three versus six. And then the two other wild card teams left over obviously be four versus five. Okay, got it. Yeah. Give me yours. Okay. So in the National League, Dodgers and Brewers will have the most wins. Okay. So I got L.A. and Milwaukee getting the buys. Atlanta will have the third most wins. Philadelphia will have the fourth most. San Diego will have the fifth most. And your beloved St. Louis Cardinals will be the sixth seed. Okay, I think you're close. Okay. I don't think you're right. Okay, tell me why. So, I'm going to take the Dodgers and the Cardinals to have buys. Okay, that is a thing that you would say. That is, well, that's what it's going to end up being. Okay. Okay. And then Philly is going to host. The Brewers are going to host. And then they're going to play Atlanta somehow. And then I think you're going to end up with an interesting, are you looking at the Padres or the Cubs? Ooh, Cubs, really? And I think the Cubs. That's interesting. Well, I think because of the Reds and the Pirates, the Cubs are going to amass a couple more Ws. And I don't think it's the Mets. So yeah, I have the so Mets. Padres or Cubs. I got I got Padres for sure. I don't think the Mets can put it together and get in. I have the Mets being very competitive this year. They're going to make a lot of noise in the East, but they're going to miss out. Blue Jays at the top, Astros at the top for the AL. White Sox. Yankees. Rays. Red Sox. Uh, well, I got Angels. You left out the Angels. Oh, I left out the Angels. So that yeah. loses the Red Sox. So that's where I'm at. So I got Houston and Chicago getting buys in the first round of the playoffs. Not because they're better than Toronto, but the AL East is such a gauntlet, Toronto won't have as good of a record as Houston and Chicago. So I got Houston and Chicago, one and two. Toronto, three. Tampa Bay, four. The Yankees, five. And the Los Angeles Angels, six. We're the same. Yeah, yeah. we're the same on that. Okay. So, it's top-heavy league. It, it feels yeah, it feels like the guys that aren't in it have given up. And it feels like... And I, got, I got Boston barely missing out. And I got Minnesota barely missing out. Coming out of the National League, you have who? It's not an exciting pick. It's not a fun pick. But the Dodgers are just so damn good. Mm -hmm. They're so loaded. Mm -hmm. And they're going to add even more pieces at the trade deadline. Dodgers have a chance to be the best team in the history of baseball. I don't have the Dodgers getting past Philadelphia after Philadelphia gets through in the playoffs. I have the Phillies beating the Dodgers, and I got the St. Louis Cardinals winning the National League. Okay, that's a bold statement. That's where and I'm going. that is something that, of course, you would say. I'm just saying. In the fairy tale ending yes. for Albert Pujols mm -hmm. and Yadier Molina. From the AL, I want to say it's Toronto's time. I want to do that. 
But I feel as if Toronto, if they were to get to the CS and they have to play anyone in division, be it the Yankees or the Rays, that they won't be able to because they're just that much too young. And those other teams, I think, are a little more seasoned. So give me over the Blue Jays, probably the Yankees. That's an interesting pick. If the Yankees can stay healthy, they're as good as anybody in the American League. I just don't see them doing it. I, trying to be objective, right? but as a homer, I have Houston coming out of the AL again right? for their record-setting modern era baseball sixth American League Championship Series going to the World Series. Are we going to go this far yet? We, we gonna, have to. Are we going to do the big picks right now? Well, I got the Cardinals over the Yankees for the World Series you Championship. Got Cardinals over Yankees? Yeah, which I pick every year. And I have... Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I have... My beloved Houston Astros choking again on the biggest stage to the best team in the history of baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers are your World Series champions. All right. I hate it. I know. NL Cy Young, Matt Scherzer, tell me anyone else. Walker Bueller. Okay, don't hate that. That's good. The Dodgers are so loaded, Walker Bueller will easily win 25 games. And depending on how often they start him, he will be creeping up on 30 wins this year. I think Otani could be a 30-30 guy. And I'm not talking steals, home runs. I'm talking wins, home runs, dog. Otani will not be able to pitch enough. They're only pitching him once a week. If they pitched him in a normal pitching rotation, he might have that chance. Shane Bieber for the Cleveland Guardians is your AL Cy Young winner. You got someone else. Hey, we're samesies. Yeah. Yeah, I got Bieber. I do too. Most valuable player. Because uh, his metrics are so good, he's not going to win a ton of games because Cleveland isn't going to win him a bunch of ball games. But he's so dominant. It's a very good program today, Van. Thank you for helping me preview the Major League Baseball season. Thank you for opening day and obviously uh, for waking up early in Kane on this one so we can enjoy the festivities and libations. Any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness, my friend. Too much for the time allotted. But I tell you what, whatever we didn't cover, make sure you check out on the opening drive tomorrow morning with... Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Back live tomorrow. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.